Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr., and I'm back with my podcast, Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. I want to talk about success and failure starts at the top. Through every franchise, organization, and every business in the sports world, success and failure starts at the top, meaning the owner has to be successful, the GM has to know what he's doing, the coach has to know what he's doing, and it trickles down to the players, and they have to know what they're doing. You see with the Washington Commanders, they're starting to put the right pieces together by, you know, having the owner of the 76ers along with Magic Johnson and their team. Magic Johnson has won as an owner many times in the NBA the MLB and the WNBA and on the verge of other businesses, he's has been very successful. With that being said, the next option is to get a good GM after that to get a good coach because success and failure starts at the top. When you have a successful franchise like the Baltimore Ravens, the owner's good, the GM was good and the coach was good. You're responsible for bringing two championships to a team that's 25 years old. Steve Bashotti, uh, Ozzy, and two coaches of Brian Billick and John Harbaugh. In that stretch, they got two championships. Went to the AFC Championship four times, won the divisional multiple times. And that's how success is supposed to be. Dallas Cowboys is another example. You know, by them having Jerry Jones as the GM and as the owner with Jimmy Johnson in there, he was responsible for bringing them multiple championships. But then the only part about failure when it comes to starting a franchise and stuff is when people don't know what they're doing. And they can have all the pieces there, but it can still fail. We've seen a number of teams in the NBA, preferably the L.A. Clippers, have a GM, have an owner. The coach is right, but the players don't understand what winning culture is because some of them didn't come from winning cultures. Some of them did. It didn't translate over to the new team that they want. And I think the Clippers are failing right now because, for one, the owner continues to allow Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to miss games, even though they're probably injured. But this low management shows as a red flag to the rest of the league and probably the commissioner. As though, how is that y'all hurt every year, but y'all low manage? So what are you doing in your spare time? That's the question that a lot of people ask. A lot of people ask, when is the LA Clippers going to turn around? The Thunder are working their way up because they're finally getting, getting to that understanding that success and failure starts at the top. So we got a clean house and start over. And look at the team they have now. It's working its way back up to the top. The Rockets, I'm sure, because, you know, the when James Harden said he'll go back to Houston, they should have cut that down. They should that shouldn't even been a conversation. Because that will put them in the failure category because you're going backwards. 
you rekindling something that was good when it was there and wanted to be there. Now it's look making it look look at y'all as like a a second option when every organization should be the first option. In actuality, because when a player buys into the franchise and everybody on it understands what we have to do, you look like the franchises of the LA Lakers, the Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, Michael Jordan Bulls, uh, Miami Heat with LeBron James, and when they had D-Wade and Shaq. Those are franchises that have success that starts at the top and it trickles all the way down. Now, some franchises had it for a brief moment. Uh, Dallas. And then others, like I'm forgetting the Spurs. Success and failure starts at the top with the Spurs. Spurs bought into what they know and Greg Popovich. The owner bought into what Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich wanted to you know, showcase. And look, they got five championships from it. Same thing in college basketball. Coach K, the AD, bought into what Coach K liked, gave Coach K a shot. He has five championships, five national championships. And each and every season he's competing, even though he didn't make it to the national championship since 2015. But every so often they will win the conference or they will go far March Madness. So success and failure starts at the top. Once a, a owner buys into the GM, the vision of the GM, then the coach orchestrates what the ideal of the team and the organization wants to do. Then he brings that ideal to the players because the players are the ones that have to go out there and showcase their skills. And execute the plans and blueprints from the GM and the owner and the coach. The best example I can give in recent years is Golden State Warriors. Golden State want to win. Everybody wants winning culture. That's how they got the chance to bring in Kevin Durant. That's how they got the chance to bring in other players like Andrew Wiggins. Bring up Jordan Poole. Kevon Looney, uh, Kaminga. When you have winning culture, it makes things easier. When you have an identity, it makes things easier. Same thing that could be applied to individual sports, whereas though you see yourself being a champion. So what do you have to do? You lay down a foundation. You analyze the blueprint. You brainstorm. Then you go out and execute by working your ass off each and every day. Shikari Richardson was on that pedestal where she had to basically reintroduce herself to the world by beating the fastest woman alive. Showing the world that she wasn't a fluke, that she wasn't a one hit wonder. Success and failure starts at the top. When you understand that, it makes life easier. See, right now in the NFL, there are a lot of teams that are starting to understand success and failure starts at the top. See, 
they're teams that's getting in their own way of being successful because they have their own ego, their own issues. If you look at Dallas Cowboys, and I talked and I gave them their props earlier, but looking based on what I see right now, they're having a lot of issues, in-house issues, especially at the quarterback position. When the quarterback is the general, when people don't follow the, or respect the general, it makes things harder for the soldiers to want to go out and compete with the general. So now it becomes a coaching problem. And if the coach can't handle it, well, they can't fire their GM. They can't fire the owner because the owner is the GM. So they have personal issues that need to get handled because based on what I'm seeing from training camp, it's going to be a long season for them. But they have plenty of time right now to change it. But for where they want to go, it's going to take more than one season. See, when players develop a mindset that doesn't, that's not similar to what the franchise represent, that makes things even worse for the team. Because how can the player envision what the team is all about when the vision comes down from the owner to the GM to the coach? See, when a player oversteps his boundaries, it becomes the team of me. No team sport becomes the team of me. It's always team, us together, through thick and thin. And I'm starting to see that Super Bowl linger over the Cowboys when they can't even get past the divisional, the conference, to get to the Super Bowl, let alone win the division. See, this is when delusion comes in. And delusion is a part of failure because you condone delusion. And by you having delusion infiltrate your organization it clouds the mindset of what really needs to happen. That's what the Cowboys are going through. That's what a lot of teams like the Arizona Cardinals, who are now going back to a run-based offense. It's funny how Hollywood Brown just came from a running offense, and he was complaining a lot that he had the block. And now that D-Hop is gone, there's going to be even more issues and even more complaining. Sometimes it's good to just do your job and then you will be rewarded later. See, when people don't listen and develop their game, see, a lot of people don't understand every position requires to block. The quarterback has to block. Sometimes he might do a reverse, and the quarterback has to be the lead blocker. The lineman block, the running backs block, the receivers block, the tight end block, fullback block. Everybody on the offensive end has to block at some point in time. Do you think every receiver don't feel the way you feel, Hollywood Brown? Nah, they do. Who wants to block all the time? But the great ones go out there and do their job because they know at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the team. Look at the uh, 
the Denver Broncos when they had Shannon Sharp, John Elway, and TD. You think Shannon Sharp and those receivers wanted to block all the time? No, but they know they had something special back there. Would you rather have a 1,000 yards and don't go to the playoffs? Or would you rather have 800 yards and continue playing until February? I'll make that even better. I would like to continue to play till February. You just got to make up for what you got. If they give you a certain amount of passes, you got to be the man and make it happen. Because then there's going to be a time where they're like, yo, we can't let them run the football. Then you shine. Because then the same guy you was blogging for going to be the same guy that's cheering for you when you at your highest peak. Success and failure starts at the top, man. It's not always just a GM owner thing. Sometimes it relies on a coach. Sometimes the coach outweighs the GM and the owner because the coach has his morals. And sometimes the coach comes in and re-energize the team. You saw when Mark Jackson was there, he established the core. He established these players. But Steve Kerr came in and brought the Spurs culture to Golden State, which transformed their whole organization. Not one player is bigger than the team. Any given night, anybody can have a great game. Any given night, somebody can have a bad game. But when that person have a bad game, they come in. The team helps them, picks them up. Because there was years where Steph Curry couldn't get the job done. And Clay, Draymond, and them stepped up for Steph Curry. And then, in this brief moment, Steph Curry said, these guys have been riding for me for so long. Now it's time for me to do something for them. That playoff run last year, Steph Curry, you know what he did? He said, y'all take a seat back. I got this. He made it personal because he heard what everybody was saying. You can't get the job done because you're not that guy. Mind you, he has three championships. Two back-to-back. One by himself. They say he couldn't get it done without KD. But they forgot the year before he didn't have KD. The teams that he had to go through. The teams that he had to be great. That whole playoff series is one of the greatest playoff series I think people are missing and not really talking about. Look at the teams that they went through. They weren't no slouches. They were good teams. But when he got to the finals, he really showcased to the world that Steph Curry is a top five point guard. He's a top five point guard. You can say what you want. He did some things in that playoff series that people still don't understand. He was playing defense. He made it a mission to play defense. And in order for him to play defense, he had to bulk up. Because he had to be physical out there. He gave a F about playing defense. 
when a player gets in his mind that I got to score and play defense, he's the most dangerous man on the court. Most dangerous man on the court. And that's what Steph Curry was every time he stepped on the floor. Same thing with Andrew Wiggins in that run. He was one of the most dangerous men on that court. Success and failure starts at the top. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The owner finally got it. I got to get a good coach in here. I got to get a good coach. We got to get a good coach in here. Why not get Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning developmental coach? All right. What do I got? I got a first round pick, first round overall pick in Trevor Lawrence, ETN. I got some mediocre pieces here and there. I'm going to work with that. Cool. Develop some first round picks again. Add that to the defense. Add some on the offense. All right. We went to the playoffs. Cool. Boom. Calvin Ridley's coming back. And we just picked him up. Boom. Now, I got, oh, I'm sorry. We got a tight end from the Giants. Young up becoming tight end. All you got to do is stay healthy. Boom. Defense is starting to look a little better. Because we adding pieces. Boom. We going to compete this year in this division. Success and failure starts at the top. And what the Jags was doing is being successful, making the right moves, trusting their coach, trusting their players. Trevor Lawrence is going to do a big jump this year. Pay attention. The Houston Texans could have went out and got Lamar Jackson and put some put some butts in the seat and add money to the franchise. But they said, nah, we good. Let's go get a young quarterback. And let's go get a young edge rusher. Let's add pieces to them. Let's establish an offensive line for this young man by getting a hometown coach who's a defensive-minded coach but knows he needs a quarterback to be successful. Boom. The Jets. We've been a mediocre for so long. Maybe it's time to go in the right direction. Maybe it's time to stop wasting first-round picks to get these quarterbacks. Let's go get somebody that's been to the big dance. We go get Aaron Rodgers. But before that, we got Sauce. We still got C.J. Mosley. We got uh, Quentin Williams. We got these young guys out here that's hungry on defense. Let's keep drafting those guys. Let's get a defensive-minded coach. Let's get Brees Hall. Let's get Gary Wilson. Let's get Elijah Moore. Let's get guys that want to be great. And let's get a quarterback. Then when it's all said and done, we'll be in the conversation for a great quarterback. Mm. Success and failure starts at the top. Winning people love to hang around winning people. Failure hangs around failure. Because we're all on the same level. When you're failing with people around you failing, you feel comfortable because 
They not going nowhere. You not going nowhere. So let's be miserable together. Successful people is like, well, I got this business started. Man, you know what? I got this business started. But the other successful player would say, hey, let's go into business together. Boom. You want to know why success and failure don't hang around with each other? Because when you're successful, the one that sees you successful, the failure, they'll be like, man, you changed, man. You ain't the same no more. Of course I change. I want to get up. I don't want to go down. Going down is not beneficial to me. I want to go up. I want to be a billionaire. So I got to start getting my money right and hang out with millionaires. Success and failure starts at the top. And in every single organization, franchise, that is the most crucial lesson you have to learn. See, right now, the Knicks are playing with that idea of success and failure. Because then they'll have moments when they're successful. But once they have failure, they can never bounce back. Even in failure, and this is a small lesson, you you learn. The, the ones that's willing to learn will be in that category of successful. The ones that blame everybody else and don't take owner of their shit will stay as a failure. This season will be called success and failure. Just watch. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And I got bars. You know, it just dawned on me. Success and failure starts at the top. But I even take it a step further. I didn't even give you examples in the MLB. Look at Otani in the Nationals. Look at Anthony Edwards in the Timberwolves. Look at Damian Lillard, Trailblazers, Lamelo Ball. Even though it was early, I like to get a head start. And the Hornets. These franchises right here are failing. Since the trade, the Nationals have not gotten better. If anything, they've gotten worse. They have gotten worse, and Otani is suffering right now. They tried to add pieces, but it just made things worse. And so now, you might not see it, but I kind of do. I feel as though he's not coming back. Why would he? Y'all didn't do anything to really make us better. We got, If anything, we got worse. And that's what players be like. I'm thinking about my future, man. Can't be here not competing at a high level. Just doing just enough to win games. Nah, I would like to compete for World Series. That's the mindset of a winning champion. Anthony Edwards. See, these teams in the NBA, because of the new rule change about how they're making players stay on their team by having a team max all out so they can stay and they get all the money that they want rather than them leave and take less money. Some of those athletes will go to other places and take less money than they stay with their franchise that's giving them the whole entire bag. See, right now, Anthony Edwards is trying to, you know, keep the team together. But 
what has the Timberwolves done for Anthony Edwards, but besides held him back? You got a guy in Carl Anthony Towns that's looking at his career, and he's basically talking about retirement. But yet, what has he done? He didn't take that team far. It took for Jimmy Butler to come to that team for them to make it to at least the seventh seed. Since Jimmy Butler has left, that team has been mediocre. That team has lost a lot of pieces. They lost Andrew Wiggins, who is now a champion and is still playing for the Golden State Warriors at a high level. They got Rudy Gobert, who's still questioning how good of a player he can be. You got Carl Anthony Towns, who thinks he's a top five big man, but plays as if he's a top 50 big man. And when I say a top 50 big man, I'm basically saying he's playing like trash. Because there's not a lot of good big men in the league. And you're top 50? That's kind of crazy. Like, you have all the talent in the world. But what But what are you? What good are you? Y'all, had one game, y'all took one game off of the, the Nuggets. And y'all had enough firepower to compete against them. Y'all had two bigs. One is a defensive mind. The other one, I don't even know what he is. He's like Houdini. He's there one moment, he's gone the next. And that's crazy to me. You have all the talent in the world, but don't know how to use it. That's why I be saying, who's raising these athletes? Who's raising these athletes? And then like Lamelo. Like, what are the Hornets doing besides the best move they made all year was not even the fact they gave LaMelo Ball five years, 200-plus million. It's the fact that they let Michael Jordan part ways from the team. And I see that J. Cole has invested some money into ownership. But they got to get some help out there, man. Hopefully this year, you know, with Brandon Miller being there, maybe they can make some noise. But I doubt it because that's not enough. They need more pieces. They need more. No superstar wants to come there because it's Charlotte. Ain't no really attractions there. And then you look at Portland. They tried to add pieces. They weren't good pieces. I mean, they were okay. They had a super team. Didn't work because everybody didn't have the same mindset. They had the uh, dynamic duo. It ran its course. And I feel as though once LaMarcus Aldridge was gone, once C.J. McCullum was gone, now it's time for Dane to go. I think the best winning culture, success and failure rate, Dane Lillard should go to Miami. I don't care if Miami got to do it all year long to try to get Dane. It would be in their best interest to get Dane because that's one of the missing pieces that they're missing. They can get them over the top. Can't always be the Jimmy Butler show. It gotta be Jimmy Butler and somebody else show. But that's just my opinion on it. Then we look at, you know, all this trades, trying to make the team better, and these moves just be standstill or they worse. You gotta really envision what you're trying to do. And I think we're gonna see. What Otani does so far. Let's see how the Nationals fin- finish off. Because Otani's going to win MVP, bar an injury. Then 
We'll see what the Timberwolves do. We'll see what the uh, what the Hornets do, and what the um, what's another team? What the uh, Trailblazers do? It's just that we just gotta pay attention. You feel me? That's all.